Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my playoff-bound co-host, Mozzie. Hey, how we doing, man? I am swell. Uh, I said playoff-bound because we're going to be covering the playoffs. Um, That's right. (laughs) One of us may have a team we root for in the playoffs, still TBD, but um, definitely not the Jets, definitely not the Falcons. Hey, if the Raiders Raiders. win, we all win. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler, that's my pick for that game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a bit since we've been uh, been on here. We had holiday and some travel. Uh, Mozzie and the Muscle were briefly live at Paul Brown Stadium for that game. We got to watch history. Yeah. Being made. That was a hell of a performance by Jamar Chase. Just over and over, Moss after Moss after Moss. moss. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I was a little shocked that the uh, You Got Mossed segment wasn't literally Jamar Chase <laughs> four times in a row. I mean, it w- he would be deserving of it. <laughs> he he was just mossing over and over again. Also, you know, no shade here on Randy Moss. Absolutely none, because he is amazing. But I'm a little shocked by his endorsement of some of those You Got Mossed plays <laughs> that make it into that. Because I saw some of those, I'm like, that was that was just a catch. That There was no mossing in that. Yeah, the that, mossing that is like catch. grabbing it like over the defender like that, like from behind right. him usually. You're literally like, you got to snatch it out of in front of their face mask and be like, nah, this ball yeah. is mine. And that's literally what Jamar Chase did on multiple occasions. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm watching some guy. He just, he just, hey, he had a great catch. Hey, whoa, great catch. Not, not a moss though. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like difference. its own tier. Yeah. We can call that getting teed up, right? <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> he's teeing off. It's tea but. time. <laughs> so speaking of those Chiefs, uh, they kick off our uh, slate of games here. We have two Saturday games with uh, Kansas City going to Denver starting it off. Uh, we're picking Kansas City here. They have a shot at the one seed, so the NFL smartly put them in the Saturday game so they would actually, you know, play and try right. um, and hope that Tennessee loses. So on on the motivation rating, which uh, if you go on our Twitter, you'll see I I've been updating it as we get more info, but Kansas City, I've got a 9 out of 10, just because, you know, they are obviously in regardless, but they have a chance at the one seed, they are going to play to win, so pretty high rating there. Absolutely. Denver, meanwhile, I think I put just at, like, a 2. They can spoil it for the Chiefs on their seeding, that's about it. So Yeah, and, and that's a decent motivation, but that's not a, you know, an urgent, you know, visceral sort of urgency uh, yeah. that you want to see. And I, and I I think where you're already to you know down to lock at your quarterback position uh, here, you're probably <laughs> kind of already in the tank mindset anyway. So yeah. we're picking KC here. Uh, in terms of I'm just going for DFS since it's the two game slate. I'm going to be loading up on uh, my Chiefs. Now, I think it's a wise move. Um, this is probably a good time to stack up the Kelsey stack. Yeah, and then Denver will be missing Patrick Sertan, so. Who's had a very good year? He's been in a rotation. Yeah. No Darby either. So. Oh wow. Yeah, they're 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 not like 
resting everybody, but but <laughs> they're, they're they're missing some guys. Like it looks like Fant's gonna play and Gordon's gonna play, Javante's gonna play. Like I, I expect a lot of Javante if anything, but he would be like the one guy Denver I'd be interested in. But yeah, would, Kansas City, nice. yeah, Kansas City's going for the win, so that's kind of where we're uh, leaning here. We've got Dallas and Philly next um, in a game that both teams, you know, will probably want to win, but I don't think there's as much motivation as maybe there appears on the surface. So I've actually got these both out of 5 out of 10 because there's not a whole lot of movement that can happen. Um, they can both get some better seating. I don't think Dallas can get past 3 because even if uh, Tampa loses and they win, they can't pass Tampa because of the head-to-head. Um, they would need the Rams to lose. And also, they would need to win to, I think, push the Rams down to four because they've got a better conference record than the Rams. So they can move up to three seed, but they're either the three or four seed, it seems like. And then Philly, I think, is uh, locked is locked into uh, five, the sorry, the six or seven seed. So again, for some seeding, but it's only a one spot change. So I actually got these teams at five because like I expect them to play the whole game. Um, you know, probably actually. I mean, maybe maybe they don't give a fuck. Who knows? But uh, I know Dallas is going to be missing uh, Trayvon Diggs, I believe, and I know Pollard's sitting for them. So, and then Philly is pretty decimated at running back. So, well, you got to save your best running back for the playoffs, <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So unfortunately, this game, the Eagles made the playoffs last week with the Vikings' loss, so they mm-hmm. aren't. They don't need to play to win. Um, they can improve their seeding, but because of how the NFC looks right now, there's not really a team you'd rather play that much more than another. Like, would you rather play the Rams or the Bucks? I don't think you really, like, go for one or, you know, like, there, there's not a whole lot of motivation there on my side. I think these two teams, all their motivation is going to be just hate. Yeah, and, um. like... With the Eagles, too, like, where Jalen Hurts has been nursing an ankle injury, like, throughout the last couple of weeks, he's not on the injury report right now, but if if they get blown out early, I could see a short leash. Just, like, okay, like, fuck this, we're not going to get him hurt. Right, and then, conversely, you know, I think you might see some Cooper Rush in there, too. Especially if it is a blowout, and it's... Yeah, that, that's pretty much the thing. Is like I think if this game does get out of hand, the teams can be like, okay, we're good. Like we're in the playoffs. It's a one seed difference, and the Eagles are missing like Landon Dickerson, sorry, Landon Dickerson and Land Johnson. Uh, they will be getting Jason Kelsey back at least. Well, that's nice. But uh, yeah, no Miles Sanders, TBD on the other running backs with uh, Joho and Boston Scott, which might just leave Kenneth Gainwell potentially. So he would be the, honestly, like my favorite fantasy option of this team because he might be the only running back. And in a game where I'm not 100% positive that, you know, the starters would stay in if it gets really rough. Like, you know, I think Kenneth Gainwell's got a pretty safe pathway to snaps if he ends up the only guy. Yeah. But Dallas is missing a lot of corners at the moment. So the passing game, I, I, don't, I don't think this will blow out. Like, I think this will actually just be a, probably a good game. Right. Yeah, I don't expect it to really blow out. I think both teams will be resting enough people at various points in the game that mm-hmm. it should be fun. It should be a fun, hate-fueled NFC East matchup. I think we're yeah. both taking Dallas, though. Yeah, those games are always very wonky with the NFC East just because they, they just love to beat the shit out of each other. So. I think DC is actually on fire right now. I have to make sure. 
Yeah, oh, the six was yesterday, so. You know, <laughs> but, uh, next up, we've got uh, Sunday games. We've got a game that doesn't matter, Cincy and Cleveland. They are both playing back at quarterbacks. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I guess the main thing to watch fantasy-wise is just that Mixon is uh, out. I, I presumably out because he's on the COVID list. So, P. Ryan could fall into some you know DFS value. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I guess I do have mild concern. They would maybe not play him a ton if they're resting starters, but I think he'll probably just play a fair amount. So. Yeah, Burrow looks like he may have just sort of tweaked his knee a bit last week. He was dancing in the locker room after, so it wasn't. Well, it didn't look like it was very threatening. But yeah, but there's know, no reason. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon Allen versus Case Keenum <laughs> uh, in a game that doesn't particularly matter that much. Cincinnati. The only way that it benefits them to win is if the Patriots, if the Chiefs lose, right? Titans and Chiefs lose, right? Yeah, if the Chiefs lose Saturday, like I could maybe see since you like change their minds and be like, hey, we might be able to fucking do this, but right. I feel like they're probably assuming that won't happen. So yeah, so yeah, and we're picking Cleveland, I think technically because I guess Keenum over Brandon Allen, but again, literally doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I think it's funny. The reason I I think you and I are both picking Cleveland, we haven't you know talked about this, but the drop off. From Burrow to Brandon Allen versus the drop-off from Baker drop to off? Case. <laughs> drop-off? Well, no. Current Baker to Case is... I, like I Injured Baker to Case Keatum, I don't think is a drop-off. Now, healthy it Baker might, to Case Keatum, I'll say, sure, but... It, it might actually be an improvement. I I didn't say it. it hurt, hurt, <laughs> Baker, hurt Baker has been terrible. I don't know why he continued to play hurt, but anyway. Uh, next up, we've got Green Bay, Detroit. This game actually just does not matter at all uh green bay is already locked in uh to the number one seed and detroit actually would probably want to lose because if they if they lose and jacksonville wins detroit gets the number one pick so See, i have this weird thing that the lions might try in this game oh they're gonna that's the thing though like they're gonna try of course and i while i think rogers wants to play he says he's gonna play he might play a quarter or two yeah but he's so, not playing the whole game yeah, I've got Green Bay at a two on the motivation rating. Um, so Rodgers is going to start. It sounds like the starters will begin the game initially. Um, right. And LaFleur kind of said, you know, the playing time is not, you know, certain. So they'll get a little bit of time, but not much. Detroit, um, I've got at a point five because they've not really been playing for much the whole year anyway. But <laughs> like a win gets them out of the first pick, but also like Dan Gimble's to win, of course. So. All right. in all, probably a stay away game and DFS for me. They've had some really, you know, amazing games, Detroit, and I, I assume Dan Campbell's going to just give him a heartfelt motivational speech mm-hmm. about carrying a win into the next year. So I can see Detroit, you know, pushing through and winning here in the fourth, just like, you know, ultimately trying a lot harder in the second half of the game, but mm-hmm. the game really much. No, it does not. Um, are there any? I don't think there's any uh, like incentive stuff here. I do need to say for Dallas, uh, Zeke needs 85 yards to hit a thousand. So, uh, but with Pollard out, like I think he probably gets that. So, I would, yeah, probably. If Zeke if Zeke's rushing prop is under 85, I would be want to bet the over there. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, another NFC North battle that doesn't matter. Uh, Chicago at Minnesota. Um, I've got Minnesota because I don't. I have no clue what they'll do with their starters. Um, I, I guess they'll play. I don't know. But um, Chicago uh, is going to be starting Andy Dalton with Fields on the COVID list. So 
I'm picking Minnesota, I guess. Um, they don't have any reason to play aside from, you know, just why not? I guess um, Justin Jefferson, though, is 124 receiving yards away from Randy Moss's single season Viking record uh, of one six, or sorry, 1,632. So that I guess that's their motivation pretty much is get him that record. So um, keep an eye on the Minnesota news. I, I, all, all these games that don't matter are pretty much uh, for DFS purposes. I'm more or less <laughs> putting in here. So Yeah, I think uh, the most interesting storyline of this game is that I have a feeling, I could be wrong, but I have a feeling both of these head coaches are going <laughs> to shake hands at the end of the game and then not coach for their respective. No, yeah, I, I, I'm on board there. Uh, Chicago, I, I gave them a one. Well, it's probably, <laughs> but that was when Fields was in. It might be a zero now, honestly. But I put none but Nagy watch because, like, if like th- this was also when there's a potential where Nagy might have gotten fired midweek or he's probably going out the end of the game. But mm-hmm. like this team might just be checked out too. Um, yeah, I don't think Nagy waits till Monday to get fired, or like the team waits till Monday. I think he will literally get fired that night. <laughs> honestly, not gonna be surprised. Honestly, I might move Chicago down to a zero at this point. I don't really think there's anything to give them motivation. I have, like, one more take, and I know it's on a meaningless game, but I have a feeling Minnesota crushes. That would be hilarious. I think Minnesota is going to destroy them, and everyone's going to be like, where was this all year? And it's going to be like, (laughs) that's what this entire Viking... Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying he will rest, but I won't be surprised if they decided like like Dalvin Cook rest or something, but... Mm -hmm. Like, um, I mean, if Madison's healthy, he can also yeah. do just fine. Uh, and then Mooney is 71 yards away from 1K, actually. So. Ooh, that's a nice little incentive for him. Yeah, so that's... I don't know if there's, like, a cash incentive. I don't know every single cash incentive. I know some of them, but not all of them. But, no, that's, like, a milestone that I figured it was worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got Washington at the Giants. Picking Washington, uh, but it doesn't matter. I'm picking Washington because Heineke gets paid per win, I believe. So... And they're starting Jake Fromm or Mike Glennon. Yeah, like I would pick, like I would pick them anyway. But um, yeah, yeah. So Taylor Heineke, I think he gets like, was it five hundred thousand per win or something like that? I don't remember the exact number, but he gets paid per win. And then um, oh, it's one hundred twenty-five thousand per win. So that's the incentive is the team getting in more money. Um, so I, I think his teammates will actually care enough about that. Um. And then Gibson needs 109 yards to get 1,000. And then Terry McLaurin is 40 away from 1,000. So there's enough milestone and incentive here that I gave Washington a one. And they've kind of been out for a bit. So Even as far as divisional hatred goes, I could be wrong. But I don't feel like these two teams hate each other as much as the rest of the NFC East seems to all hate each other. Yeah, there's Most enough of the just hate, like shitterdom here. Right, tends to revolve around the Eagles and the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, which is reasonable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I put the Giants at a negative one motivation. They're the lowest on the list. <laughs> right. Have, uh, there's literally nothing for them. In terms of uh, interesting things, though, in regards to Washington, which is, you know... Oh, this might be the only right? thing, is they apparently might be the Washington Admirals. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, uh, I just saw they're going to reveal their team name on, like, January 2nd or something. That's what Boomer but. Esiason said they're going to be called the Admirals. I wonder if that mm-hmm. was, like, you know, leaked as a... What do you think? How was how will the yeah, public I don't know. feel <laughs> I could see I could see that working. I, like, a lot of people want, like, Red Hogs or, like, Red Hawks like Miami did. Or, like... <laughs> Red, Red Wolves, that's the one that's, like, really the popular. That one, like, I've seen some dope contents on that one, but they might just get rid of the color red in general, and I don't know, but 
yeah, this game does not matter. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got Jacksonville Indy. We both have Indy here, of course. They are a 10 on the motivation scale. They're winning in, so... Yeah, they got like a they win. Need to they win. need a statement win, too, after losing to the Raiders last week. And a win yeah. that I don't think people should discount. But uh, I, I do get the feeling Indy is going to try to run the ball down their throat for four quarters. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor is uh, 266 rushing yards away from 2,000 for the year. And that's not, like, out of reach. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's. I am positive it's, like, the last thing on the team's mind, like, Honestly, like if you know if he gets to two hundred and they're ahead by forty, like they're gonna arrest him unless Jonathan Taylor's like super adamant. But even then, they might just arrest him. Like, hey, bro, like, yeah, no, absolutely. So, but yeah, Indy, Jonathan Taylor, good, good, good. Uh, I don't think there's anything with Jacksonville uh, motivation wise. A loss locks them into number one actually, Um, but they've not really been playing for much the whole year. Um, They do have the chance at a big spoiler moment on a division opponent so i factored that in um right so i've got them at a 2.5 right now of motivation like there's a lot of like seeding spoiler options at a two i you know i counted that you know as you know you know pissing someone's cheerios a bit but Uh keeping your division opponent like out of the playoffs is a pretty sweet feeling i'd imagine yeah so the only problem here is that you know this jacksonville team is so young they probably don't have a whole lot of you know what's the word institutional hatred towards the Colts yet yeah. because they're all like, this is like their first year. Yeah. <laughs> they're just kind of like, that's fair. Looking at the tidal wave that is Jonathan Taylor. That's about to come crashing on them. They're like, Hey, yeah. Just here to play football. Yeah. Oh. I, I, uh, I, I had them at a three originally with all that. Then I'm like, wait, a loss gives them the number one pick. Maybe I should knock him down a little bit. So yeah. But again, yeah. Indy. Uh, here's a fun prop bet. Who throws a pick first? Is it Wentz or Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> I would wager Lawrence just because he'll have to throw a lot more. Yeah, that's fair. But next up, we've got uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore, and which was probably the toughest game to pick. Um, one of the toughest games, I would say for sure. This uh, has Bal- almost never been an easy game to pick between these two teams. Oh, no, it never is. Um, I should probably have both these teams out of 10. I put them at a 9. But either way, they're very motivated. They both need to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is they both need Indy to lose, <laughs> which is not super likely. Um, P- Pittsburgh just, Pittsburgh needs to win, and then they need Indy to lose. So there's a little bit less. Baltimore also needs – so maybe I should put them at 9.5. But Baltimore needs to win. They need to have Indy lose. They need to have the Chargers lose. And they need to have Miami lose. So – they need Oof. a lot to go wrong for other teams. Yeah. But they're sh- both... You do what? Yeah, so that's that's a lot of things. Yeah, they are both playing in the early window, though, so like they will not know their fate outside of that. Well, actually, I, know, I guess technically they'll know about Indy. Like, I guess if, you know, Indy's up 40 by the end of the third <laughs> by, quarter, by halftime, they'll yeah. kind of know that they're fucked, but I don't know if they'll, you know... If there's a quarter left, I don't know if pulling their starters will matter in any sense for them or if they'll just kind of play it out. But uh, for Baltimore, though, Andrews is 141 receiving yards away from breaking the single-season tight end record for receiving yards. Wow. Um, and Huntley has been targeting the shit out of him. So Oh, yeah. I actually think that's this one might be one of the better record watches, I would say. One, because if they are going to win, they need him to win. And two... If it does it, if it stops mattering, like they might just go for that, you know. So, like he's gonna get the ball a ton regardless. And if it if the game stops mattering, that's all they have left to really try for. So I'm I'm gonna say like that that one probably makes the most sense record watching wise. 
But all in all, like both teams very motivated, but need any to lose. It makes it tough. But we are kind of leaning Pittsburgh based off them getting Deontay Johnson back on the COVID list, which that was a big one because I think he got put on on like Monday. So I guess he like wasn't a positive test or something. Or maybe he was a beneficiary of the adjusted rules. And then uh, it being Huntley instead of Lamar, where um, Pittsburgh, you know, one by one and that, you know, not debacle, but that if of, you know, going for two at the end of the game and then, you know, Pittsburgh won. And in, this, in a game that was close with Lamar, I think in a game with, you know, Huntley all game, it might be a little tougher for them to pull this one out. Yeah, I do think it would be very fitting to see Baltimore win this, um, just sort of ruin the Steelers' hopes. Oh, I would love that entirely. Yeah. Just like, just in case you thought, like you thought, but no, but no. <laughs> no, it would be hilarious to see like Indy lose and then Pittsburgh still lose. Like, and that was like all they needed was to just fucking win. They had this yep. crazy outcome happen. <laughs> but what is it? Haven't the the Jags have beat like sorry, the, the Colts have not won in Jacksonville in like several years, right? Several. It was like 2015, yeah, tw- 2014. 2014 was the last time. Five straight wins for Jacksonville hosting Indy. It's really hard to like think about that. I know 2015 you had Blake Bortles, right? Yeah. You had that sort of brief run with the Jags defense that was really good, but <laughs> the Jags haven't been good in a few Yeah, last years. year their, old, their only win was, <laughs> was oh, Indy. Yeah, that was week one, right? Yeah. It was week one. Oh, my goodness. So... <laughs> crazier things have happened but tj watt will be going for the sack record he is at 21 and a half which i believe 22 and a half is stray hands is it 22 or 23 half? either way it's in reach it is very much in reach i believe he just needs one full sack to tie it um so he'll be gunning for that um hey you know i wouldn't mind if he got it he is yeah. an a- excellent player and yeah. he did miss time this year so it's not so like it would still be yeah it would not yeah. be asterisked yep um, Okay, it is 22 and a half, so definitely in reach here against a struggling Baltimore line. Yeah. Then yeah. I don't have to hear about how Favre gave it to him anymore, and <laughs> that, which I find <laughs> really annoying that they bring up every single time. Like, who time. cares? <laughs> so, but yeah, next up, we've got Tennessee at Houston. Both picking Tennessee here. Um, they are very high up on the motivation rating because they can lock in the first round by. So I put them out of 10 uh, because that's really important. And it gives them more time to get back a healthy Derrick Henry. Uh, He has been designated to return, so he's not, you know, full go yet, not fully ready, healthy yet. But if, you know, he gets all that time off, if they get in the one seed, he could be ready to rumble for their first playoff game. So that's a lot of motivation, I'd say. (laughs) So And they need revenge, too, because Houston beat them. Yeah, so I've got Houston (laughs) at 2.5 motivation-wise, actually, um, because... They've not had motivation all year, basically. So yeah, I, I was going to say, well, did they ever get above a three motivation the entire year? <laughs> no, exactly. So it's not like anything's really changed for them. Um, they get the chance to, you know, play seeding spoiler against the Titans. Um, and, like, they want to evaluate Mills more, I'd assume. So, yeah. Hey, Mills has been... Millsy maker, dude. He, that's General Mills right there, baby. <laughs> no, he, he's been improving a lot throughout the year. He just did not have much to go off of college table-wise, so... I yeah. expect him to be their guy next year, too. I think he's earned it. I mean, yeah. shit. <laughs> no, for sure, I agree, especially on a pretty rough team. Uh, for Tennessee, I do want to add, uh, if A.J. Brown gets to 199 yards, he would hit 1,000. I'm not saying that will happen. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> but it's it was realistic enough that I'm like, you know, 
I'll toss it out there. It's possible. Yeah, it is Houston. I expect Tennessee to just run the ball a lot, so I'm not thinking that's probable, but mm-hmm. felt like it was worth mentioning. But obviously, main focus, getting the win. Uh, so next up, we move on to our 4 p.m. games. We've actually got six of these. We've got seven in the early window, six in the late window, because the NFL decided to, you know, do the right thing and align it so that teams don't really, you know, know their fate early. Like, they, they didn't put, like, you know, a late game in the early window so that the game becomes meaningless. Like, the games will stay meaningful for as long as they possibly could with this setup. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I do wish there were more at 4 o'clock games most weeks, but alas, uh, we kick this off with New Orleans at Atlanta. Um, if Atlanta has pits, I will be much more willing to look at an upset option here. But if they are missing pits, I have a hard time picking Atlanta here. I'm a, I'm in a similar boat. I do want to take Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. These two teams do hate each other. Yeah. Um, Taysom Hill stinks, and I'm tired of you know having to pretend that he's not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just uh, I just have that feeling that Atlanta is going to pull this one out, and they're going to finish with a a way better record than I think people realize. I think if you asked any random person who knows football, like. What do you think the Falcons' record is? They would probably say, I don't know, five and eleven, or whatever. No, they're seven and nine, and they could potentially finish eight and nine, which is honestly not too bad. Yeah, I'm trying to find out where I put my record thing for uh, <laughs> like starting the year because I think I put them at. I might have put them at seven wins exactly, which would be pretty hilarious. Oh man, why why could I not find this anyway? Alas. Yeah, they, they had a wide range of outcomes coming into the year. They've actually been a lot worse than their record has. They just they just did the opposite of what they've done in the past and actually won their close games. Yeah, you had them at 7 and 10. Oh, nice. Yeah, they've been like, yeah, so maybe I'm picking them to lose to get my record right now. Um, no, Atlanta's actually been awful. They've just eked out <laughs> games, which, again, very not Atlanta. Um, right. Like they were beating the Bills last week to start and then, but yeah. Um, I, I kind of expect a lot, like a, a very... I don't want to say vintage Camara, but like a very like you know signature, big old Camara swing his nuts game here. Yeah, and I think that is to be expected. If there is no pits, I will take New Orleans, unfortunately. Um, but for the time being, with uh, pits only is questionable, and I do think there's a good chance he plays. It's not a great chance, but I think it is solid. Well, I'm gonna stick with Atlanta for now. Yeah, they they've been start they've been really falling off against running backs too. Um, we saw what Devin Singletary did to them last week, and then like you know Jamal Williams had a decent game, and then your week before like Jeff Wilson ran all over him. They've started to really deteriorate against the run. Um, so yeah, I, I really think Kamara just dongs on him here, which I, I guess that kind of is me picking New Orleans, maybe regardless of Pitts. But yeah. I do I do think Pitts does everything in his power to go because right. he only needs 59 yards to uh, break Ditka's record for rookie tight ends. Like Which is a, wise. that's been around for a long yeah since 1961. Time. Yeah, that's a really fucking old record. That is a huge motivation. It's if literally I'm a, him. Like I'm like, give me every. That's a 60 year old record. Yeah. <laughs> that's this elephant tranquilizer. Perfect. Put it in my knee. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I uh, I ex- I expect them to uh, tr- like I expect him to try to go. Um, they're pretty low on the motivation. Like they're they're a zero. They don't have anything to play for in particular. Um, I just hate. Yeah. New Orleans, uh, I have them at a 9.5. I could probably, you know, argue for 10. They need a win and something else will happen. So, like, since they're not winning in, they don't get exactly a 10. But because, you know, there's a chance they see, you know. I, I don't think San Fran ends up up 
by like 30 at a certain point, but you know. Right. Yeah. So, but either way, if a team is at a nine or higher that, I, I mean, I guess nines are essentially tens. I just wanted to differentiate it for my own sake. Um, no, I like that. I mean, essentially the way that they've done this, they didn't put the schedule out until the very last minute possible. Yeah. A lot of these teams just have to put their blinders on and try to win. And yeah. they find out after the fact if it mattered or not. Uh-huh. But you know, needing San Fran to lose to the Rams is like a very, like, a very reasonable ask. And it's actually like, you know, a at the moment, you know, the Rams are favored, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. You know, oh, man. They don't, don't need, they don't, they don't, New Orleans in the I know, dude. I, I, I root, I'm rooting for San Fran, dude. Fucking A. Um, Me too. So, well, I'm rooting for Atlanta, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rooting for Atlanta and San Fran here. Um, because San Fran gets in even if they lose, if, if New Orleans loses as well. But uh, If I have to watch a fucking playoff game with Taysom fucking Hill, I'm going to lose my mind. Don't make me do this, NFL, please. Yeah, I'm probably just going <laughs> to not watch that. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't. I'd be like, that's one less game I get to watch this week. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what team, this is a little tangent, What like, what team would the Taysom Hill Saints beat in the playoffs? I guess maybe the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's the one exception I'll allow. Is if the Saints beat the Bucks in the playoffs, I will be okay with that. Oh, okay, that would be. All right, that's allowed. That is allowed. I don't. I don't know what exactly would. So actually, if the Bucks, so the Bucks uh, win and the Rams lose. Um, oh wait, no, they can't get if the Rams lose. I don't. I don't think they can play right away. Let's see, because they would be the seven seed then if they get in. I I assume. So, yeah, I don't know if they could pass Philly or not and, like, get to six, but if they can pass Philly and get to six, then they could technically play Tampa because I'm not sure. Because if Philly lost and New Orleans won, they would have the same record and then they would have the same conference record and the same division record. Saints would have a better, a tougher strength of schedule, which might be the tiebreaker at that point, but, or is it common opponents? I don't know. I don't want to go through all that right now. There is there I, there might be a chance the Saints could get the sixth seed and play Tampa in the first round, but that would be pretty hysterical. Yeah, that's the one scenario I'm okay with. So anyway, next up, that was too long in that game probably. Uh, <laughs> Jets at Buffalo. We're picking Buffalo. Yep. Um, Buffalo. I've got an eight motivation wise because they can win the division with this and you know secure some good seeding and potentially jump up a seed. Like if the Bengals are resting and lose, they could jump over them. And they could also, I think, jump over uh, Kansas City, yeah. Because they beat Kansas City. Could they jump over Tennessee? Is is the one seed in their uh, realm of possibility? Uh, no, I don't think so. The Titans beat them. So I don't think the Bills can get the one seed. But they can right. get they can technically get up to the two seed, possibly, or at least one seed up to the three seed. But they I could think get they, the, Yeah, they could get the two seed. Yeah, but they could, like, fall down, like, out of four. Like, they want to win and win the division. So Yeah, no, Buffalo needs to win. Um, they do not want the Patriots to win the division. And this is a really good time to play the Jets. You know, you've had a, sort of an up and down year. The playoffs are looming. You're like, all right, we need a get right game. We just go back to fundamentals. We we plow our opponent, you know, all the way down the field. This is a good matchup for them. So I think the Jets are going to play them tough, but they won't be a danger, if that makes sense. I think the Jets yeah. have started to put some things together and are looking better. Um, and I think the Jets will put up some points and force them not to just, you know, treat this as a walkthrough. So yep, it'll be sort of like a, uh, you know, when you're in practice and they're like, all right, we're no longer doing 50%. We're doing 80% now. <laughs> That's kind of where this is at. Gotcha. I feel you there. I feel you there. Yeah. 
the Jets don't really have any incentive or like anyone near a milestone that I'm aware of. Um, so I put them at a two. No motivation technically as usual, but right. you know they've been there. <laughs> the, the the potential to spoil the or their division opponent gives them some motivation. I would say you know intrinsically. Uh, so Buffalo is at an eight um, because you know winning that division again that seating is pretty pretty you know solid. Uh, Diggs though has a pretty heavy incentive. If he gets six more catches to get to 100, he will earn an extra 1.5 million of extra base salary over the next two years. So holy crap! So I'm basically saying Diggs is a lock for six catches. Uh, yeah. So, yep, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, the buck. The, so Buffalo, yeah, cannot get the one seed, but the Pats technically can. But we'll get to that in a bit. Um, or are they next up? No, they're not next up. We're almost there. Uh, San Fran at the Rams is the next, and this one is the best game of the day. I think this one is, you know, the most important probably for actually the best one until the night game, I should say. Uh, so second best game of the day, the Rams um, are going to be in anyway, but they can win win the division and you know lock into better seating and some whole like at least a home game. Um, San Fran is winning in, so they're at a ten. I put the Rams at an eight, but again, pretty high. Uh, Cup has a lot in reach so oh yeah. if he gets if he gets 12 catches he breaks the single season reception record and he breaks the receiving yard record with 136 yards so like i think those are both pretty reasonable but if he gets 171 receiving yards he will hit 2k yep. so um and people will literally always spell his name forever and always cooper to like 2k upp i assume so Ooh. it works perfectly yeah I'm I'm gonna I feel like I should put that out into the universe before it gets taken. Uh, I think so. Let's get that trademarked. Mozzie yeah. and the muscle. You heard it here. Go to Twitter right now. Um, and then Stafford is 352 away from another 5K year. So I, not to say like this is gonna be on their mind, but I think this is actually just how they win because San like San Fran almost their whole secondary is on the COVID list, and I don't know who they're gonna get back in time. So like passing is gonna be their way to win. And a 12 for 171 day is kind of not, but not par for the course, but it's, you know, it's almost expected for Keeper Cup to get like double digit receptions at over 100 yards. So like this is, this is not an absurd ass by any means. So I was going to say, is Debo close to anything? I don't think Debo is like time missed and like his rushing yards and stuff, but Kittle <laughs> is a hundred away from 1k actually. Oh, there you go. So get your Kittles and your cups. Yeah. Which if they win this game. He probably gets 100 receiving yards anyway. <laughs> so, um, what is Debo at? Debo is at... Oh, he's, oh, he's already way past that. Uh, sorry, he's at 1,300 yards already. He's way past that mark. We're good. Yeah, I wonder what his all-purpose stats are. Yeah, he's at. He's already past 1,600 all-purpose. Okay. So, he's averaging like 100 a game all-purpose, which is crazy impressive. <laughs> oh, what a- Wait, no, it might be more, actually, because didn't he miss a game? Or Yeah, so he's he's already locked in to average over 100 all-purpose yards per game. What a boss. Um, I will also add, apparently Cam Akers is expected to like come back for this game, but I really don't think he plays. He shouldn't, right? I yeah, mean, he, I know that he could, but man, it's a, we're talking about an Achilles tear. Yeah. Let, th- let that heal. Yeah, like, he he might get in the game, but I don't know. They, they registered him as a full practice on Thursday. Holy so, crap. But I, like, I am not expecting stat accrual much if any like I, th- I think it's you know henderson is hurt so acres is currently the backup to sony maybe in the playoffs we'll get more acres but again i don't i really think they'd be caught i really think they're cautious with him 
They sh- they should be. Yeah. Uh, the Rams, so they don't stand to gain much from winning, do they? Um, the well, the Rams, like so, if uh, if if Arizona wins, like Arizona will overtake them for the division. Okay. So the Rams like kind of need to win to keep their seating because they're 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 the two seed right now. So like. Yeah, they do. Like if okay. if they win, they stay the two seed. If they lose, they could get jumped, and potentially fall to the four. Or I think maybe the five actually even. So yeah, that that is pretty good motivation. That's home field for every team, with the exception yeah. of Green Bay. I don't know if the Cardinals can pass them or not. I'm not entirely actually. No, the Cardinals could pass them. Yeah, if they yeah, win. Yeah, the Cardinals can. So if they beat Seattle. Yeah. So the Rams could potentially fall all the way to five with a loss. Yep. So they they're pretty motivated. Like an eight might be underrating it even. So because like no buy, but locking in for the most part home field throughout the playoffs is pretty nice. I, would, I didn't I would, think the you know, Cardinals could jump them. I'm doing the playoff machine. They could. yeah, because they yeah they they split head to head, but the Cardinals have a better division record, which I think if you've got division opponents like tied, that's what counts first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they lose wrong, and the sure Cardinals also somehow lose, then they will fall to the four seed still. So they really do. Yeah, they actually want to win. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, I might move them up to an eight and a half at this point, given all that. But either way, still pretty high up there. This is definitely one of the banger games. Yeah, this this like most of my lineups are gonna be Stafford stacks. I'm just throwing that out there now. Like in that Yahoo tournament, Stafford and Cup eats up some salary, but worth it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next up, we've got New England at Miami. Picking New England here, uh, as much as I want to pick Miami to beat New England, uh, they have a shot at the one seed right now. Actually, New England does. Yeah. So they need a a bit to go right. Um, so I've got them at. Um, an 8.5 because you know they can win the division if Buffalo loses um, but you no know, seeding is also in the cards um, so they need Kansas City to win or sorry they need Kansas City to lose on Saturday for it all to kick off so I got that an 8.5 because it could drop to an 8 just for the seeding and p- division potential but it moves up to a 9 and maybe even 10 depending on what Tennessee does too because if uh, New England can get it if they win and then they need like Buffalo lost or tied, Kansas City lost, and Tennessee lost gives them the first round bye. But they can clutch the NFC East if they win and Buffalo loses. So a lot on the table there, but again, pretty pretty high motivation for them. I will say Damian Harris is 108 yards away from 1K. Um, and then on the other side, Waddle's only 12 away from 1K on his his receiving. So yeah, pretty, pretty neat stuff there for both of them. Uh, the way I have it projecting right now is if... I know we already talked about it, but if the Bengals do, they will most likely play the Patriots. That's interesting, actually. Like, because if I'm the Bengals, I think I want the Colts, right? Like, I know we've discussed that matchup wise. I know the Colts are also dangerous because of Jonathan Taylor, but there is no team that wants to play fucking Darth Sidious there. Yeah, and like, (laughs) nothing would be more tilting than losing to the Patriots in the playoffs, right? My God. Like I would be okay losing to the Bills, even losing to the Colts. Like, but right. if 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 Bill Belichick beats my team, I'm just like fuck, man. Like, I I know we'll we'll have our resident Bengals fan Jolly just utterly, you know, livid, sad, broken if the Bengals draw the Patriots and lose. So I don't think you want that if you're if you're a Bengals fan. I. I don't want that. <laughs> I want the Patriots to play the Bills the first round. That's what I want. I want them to get through that. Oh, yeah, and man. just be the four and five. I think the Bengals should seriously consider trying to win. 
Yeah, because I'm trying to think of how it works. Because like, if did uh, so New, did New England and the Colts play? Yeah, the Colts um, beat the Pats. Yeah, the Colts beat them. So they would jump them in standings if like their records matched, right? So if New England loses and the Pat and the Colts win, the Colts jump up to five. The Pats would fall to I assume six, and then I don't know if the Chargers could pass them or not. What's oh, interesting no, the, the Pats is... won, so they cannot pass. The Chargers cannot pass them. So New England could... New England's range is one through six. Yep. If New England loses, they can fall to seven. And can play they? the Chiefs the first round, yeah. So who could pass them of... The, Char- I don't, the Chargers could not Both pass them, I don't think. the Colts and the Raiders would Oh, the Raiders them. could pass them. Okay, that that was my one. I wasn't sure. I haven't checked the Raiders yet. Do they have a better uh, conference record or what? Right. And if the Chargers were to beat the Raiders, we haven't gotten to them yet. But if they were to win, then they would fall to six. Yeah. So they they could literally fall anywhere. They're in the playoffs, but they could end up anywhere. Anywhere. So (laughs) their motivation to win is pretty high. Oh, they're like, God, they're like that spider on the wall you threw a shoe at, but you move your shoe and there's no bug mark on the wall. And you're like, where did they go? And like they fell on the ground. Like you just like swatted air and knocked them down to the floor. Yep. And they're limping away. That's the worst, huh? Uh, um, but we are picking New England to win here, though. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> so Miami's run D has appeared better of late, but we kind of went through who they played, and it's been a bit of a mirage. Like, just last week, we saw Tennessee run all over them. But they, because previously they played the Ian Book Saints, the Jets, the Giants, who, you know, total got like some rushing yardage. Uh, and they played the Panthers, the Jets. The Ravens, who don't really do a whole lot of running back, they played the Texans, the Bills. Like they've not they they've not played a good running team in a while. Because like early in the year, like wow, this run defense is terrible. And then we saw last week, wow, that run defense was terrible. Yep. Um, so I think I think a bit of a, a facade for uh, the run D. So I, I kind of expect the Patriots to run. <laughs> yeah, it it appears that a team with a good O line can carve through their run defense. Yeah, like the butter. the Dolphins trenches, man. <laughs> They just don't have it. It's bad. Yeah. Now it is in Miami, and Miami has pulled this off before, and God, it would make me happy to see them do it again. But it just, the the cards are stacked against them. Yeah. I will be rooting for them. Don't, yes. don't yeah, don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> Go but, Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my dolphin noise. That's a bad dolphin noise. Anyway, Seattle at Arizona. There you go. Much better dolphin noise. Uh, I've got Arizona here. It appears you do too. Motivation is heavily favoring the Cardinals. I will say Cliff is a super cautious guy, and like the like in terms of actually maybe maybe not just Cliff, but the Cardinals are very injury conservative. They're a cautious team with their players. Um, I could see a scenario where they I don't want to say rest, but I, I lay this out because the Cardinals, if they lose, like they cannot drop from five where they're at. Hey, I'm interjecting here after the fact. I mistakenly thought that Dallas had beaten Arizona, and I went on about a five-minute uh, explanation of the playoff seating, assuming that happened. So that was incorrect, so I'm going to give a quick rundown now of how that will play out. So Arizona can actually get all the way up to the two-seed, but they would need losses from the Bucks and the Rams. So they can pass Dallas regardless if they get the seeding, but if the Bucks win and the Rams lose, then Arizona will move up to the three seed past Dallas. So their range is, I think, the minimum, the five seed they're in. And 
at best technically the two seed but probably uh, the three seed if things break right for uh, their division game so back to our regularly scheduled programming arizona <laughs> will be playing to win yeah i presume but i would not be shocked if there were like a very slim chance cliff says ah fuck it let's rest right um do keep an eye on james connor though because if he for some reason misses again we'd get an you know benjamin game Ooh, there we go but uh, also, Christian Kirk is, I think he, let's see, he is 61 yards away from 1,000. Really? So, yeah. I was surprised when I saw that. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I'll be honest. There have been a few numbers you've said where they're close to 1,000. I'm like, really? Yeah, like Mooney. And then uh, also in this game on the other side, uh, they, so they're playing Seattle. Uh, <laughs> I failed to mention <laughs> that yet. Uh, I gave Seattle a two motivation just because, you know, seating spoiler. But uh, DK is set, or 91 yards from a th- for, from 1,000. So... You know, they could try to get him that. It's kind of impressive given that huge gap he had Yeah, in uh, product there, especially with Russ out. Yeah. If, if I'm picking players for DFS from this tier of, like, low motivation, I'm going after these, like, milestones and shit. Oh, definitely. Just because, like, what else? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Especially, yeah, they're going to go for their guys, try to dap them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Locke has already passed 1,000 as well. But picking Arizona because they actually need to win. Um, and I think they're the better team. So Also, if I'm Seattle, if I'm Russell Wilson, I want to lose this game. I want Pete Carroll gone. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Maybe maybe we lower the motivation rating. Who knows? And Russell Wilson is eating a hot dog on the sideline. Where's Mark Sanchez? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Also, Seattle loses. That is an even better draft pick for the Jets. So let's go Arizona. Oh, yeah, with the Jamal Adams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But, uh. Next up, we move to the aforementioned Carolina-Tampa. And uh, can you guess who we picked this game? <laughs> yeah, it's Tampa. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I would pick. I would make that pick in any week. Um, Do we get Darnold against Brady again? I think so. Oh, so, boy. Yeah, there are no... I don't think there's anything for Carolina on the board here. I've got them at... Uh, I gave them a two for the seeding spoiler, but they don't really have any intrinsic motivation. Um, aside from beating the Bucks, the Bucks, I put at. I gave them, I gave them a six actually. I gave them a six. Um, could change after we talk through this a bit, but I want to explain why I give them a six. So they can get some seeding, but they don't have a chance at one, of course. Um, they need the Rams to lose to get to two. So, and I I don't. They can't drop. Can they drop the four? I guess they could drop the four if the Ram- if the Arizona wins. Yeah, so they could drop a little bit, but they're stuck between two and four. Yes. So and they this team has a lot of injuries too. They're pretty banged up, um, and obviously just lost AB. Um, so Mevins needs fifty four yards to get one K. Um, I expect him to suit up and get that, yeah. but I also wouldn't be shocked if he just plays like kind of limited snaps and gets that and is done because he's been nursing a hammy issue. Um, he did fully participate in practice today, which was just Friday, recording Friday, so um, I guess he's good to go. Uh, but the Bucks are like real, real hurt. Like no Shaq Barrett, no Rojo, because Fournette's hurt. Uh, no JPP. Um, like yeah, they're missing a lot of guys. No Richard Sherman. Yeah, he's doubtful. So I after the last like I know a like I know a b b a no this is b a no. Uh, <laughs> I know I, he's stated he is going for the win, playing, not resting, which I get. Like, you want to get this win and secure your better seeding and maybe even hope for the two seed. So that's why, I've, like, the six might be a bit low 
given some of the milestones they've got on on deck, but they are still motivated to win. So like, this isn't like a shit on them. Like honestly, I should maybe have them at a seven with the Cardinals because it's Brady and the Bucks and Bruce Arians. So yeah, I mean Brady is probably as motivated for this game as he is for pretty much any other game. If I yeah. know if I know that guy. Um, so I guess. Uh, it's Lev Bell season? <laughs> so it might be. Uh, it's either him or Keyshawn Vaughn, I guess. Um, I was keeping an eye on that. So Keyshawn Vaughn fully practiced uh, today. Okay. So I think he's going to be the guy. He probably will be the guy. Lev Bell, though, was the vulture. Yeah, like, I, I could see a split, honestly. <laughs> like, they, I, okay, I don't yeah. expect them to, like, care about Le'Veon Bell after this game. Which, no, not that's, that's a shitty way to put it, maybe. But I don't think he's in there remotely distant future like as in past this week so so i think they're expected to get uh four net back for the playoffs if right because he's he's got a hammy ir thing so i think three weeks and he should be pretty much good to go yeah so and honestly they may want to keep Keyshawn vaughn okay too i don't know um oh, oh geo let me let me find geo status because he's the other one um i wanted to dig up because he might be i couldn't find too. him on their depth chart yeah he might still be on ir i don't know Let's find this real quick. Um, but yeah, the Panthers, nothing really to uh, say there, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, the sad thing is, while you look that up, is their season pretty much went how we predicted, but it just seems so much, you know, sadder watching it actually happen. Yeah. What did we put their record at? Well, we said they were going to start off well with an easy schedule and then sort of taper off as the season went on. I think I gave them seven wins. Gotcha. Yeah, I gave them seven. You gave them six. That originally had four. So hey, that's right, pretty good. Right around there. Right around there. Um, I don't think Gio's back this week, but I, I've not seen anything on it. I don't know if they've designated him to return from IR, so he might still just be out this week. I think um, that's a really good thing to keep an eye on. Keep your eye on Giovanni Bernard because this game, one of the running backs will be fantasy relevant and play yeah. more DFS. And if Giovanni Bernard is kind of the de facto guy, then I would plug him into a couple. Of- yeah, I I think he sits. So if not him, then hey, Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, because like he like after Leonard Fournette, like Gio's probably the guy they want back most. So because they use him a lot in two minute and like some like in that situations like receiving wise. Um, I will say Lev Bell is min price on Yahoo for what it's worth. As is, uh, as is as uh, is Eno Benjamin. So you've got some options at that min price. Hey. And I found out. Um, so we do know that Braxton Barrios is on IR now, and it looks like Jameson Crowder will play. So I saw that James Conner and Jameson Crowder are the same price as um, Eno Benjamin and Debo Samuel. So you can make that swap uh, if if that's something you want to do. I know a lot of people don't like doing DFS in the last week of the year. I disagree. I think oh, it's, it's, one of the, it's the best. I think it's one of the best times to do it because yeah. a you get your studs that you know are going for milestones on teams that need to win. You get your Kittle, you get your Cup and your Stafford, and then you get to fluff it with these guys that are minimum price because they barely played any snaps this year, but they're going to be the starter in a, in a game where, you know, they're assuredly going to win and get a bunch of volume. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's definitely more of an edge this week. Um, well, I mean, maybe not the past weeks, because in a couple of weeks, we've had, like, a lot of, like, like Arizona and San Fran have, have had a lot of late iffy news the last several weeks, and there wasn't a late window. So, like, their running back situations provided a lot of edge for me, like, these last few weeks. But, like, again, like, Arizona, like, James Conner is up in the air, technically. So, 
yeah, and, like, we don't know about Tampa yet. And, you know, San Fran, like, I, it sounds like, oh, yeah, I forgot, forgot to mention, Jimmy G. Uh, he's a quarterback, by the <laughs> oh, way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How could we forget? Um, he, I think he practiced on Friday in limited fashion, if I recall. Or, no, so we haven't got Friday for work yet, have we? But, yeah, we have. So, limited practice Friday. They've said if Jimmy G is ready to go, he'll go. I don't know how ready he needs to be, but that's what they've said. So, yeah, keep an eye uh, on that, too. Uh, Jimmy G at not 100%. I'm glad I'm taking this. Yeah, because any, like, tri- like, any trepidation there could give you, like, you know, a lower roster Trey Lance, too. So True. Um, but before we move on to Sunday night, I do want to say for Tampa, one other thing on the incentive front. Gronk. Gronk. He needs seven receptions and 85 yards to get an extra million dollars. So, like, Whoa. I think I think each one's 500k. So, you bet your ass that Brady is giving him that that uh, that stat line at least. So, do you think Brady had to tell him? <laughs> Gronk's like, what? <laughs> Brady's hey, like, Gronk, yeah, man, I'm gonna throw you the ball like 12 times. <laughs> seven catches you get an extra million dollars he's like okay yeah <laughs> like they'll need grog to do well to win anyway and then if it gets if it gets to a point where they're just ahead and it doesn't matter like they did that for ab last year which did you see ab today just kind of fucking sound off on everybody for no fucking reason no but i oh, can't dude. wait to see that. He, he started like shitting on tampa now he was like kind of dissing brady and gronk and he's like he's basically and he was the best like player there i'm like dude no like <laughs> you're not like Godwin's hurt, but he is really fucking good. Like, he's like, he's basically, he's, he's upset he was on a prove-it deal. He's like, dude, like, you fucking, like, you, you know why you're on a prove-it deal. You did this to yourself. Right, and, like, let's be honest. The only reason you even made the team is because you had possibly the greatest quarterback of all time, like, go out on a Bouncing limb and invite you, you yeah. into his house and, like, vouch for you, like, 110%. What a clown. Oh, what's the, oh, I forget the skit show, but the one where the guy is in the, uh, with the hot dog suit, and it's like, who could have done this? Who could have done is. this? <laughs> I'll forget what skit show that's called. Um, I think you should leave. I think it's that one, and then oh, that or the Eric Andre one, where it's like the the shot. It's like, who could have done this? <laughs> but s- same energy both ways. Yes. But either way, we move on to our last game of the weekend, the Sunday night showdown, where the Chargers <laughs> boo, <laughs> travel to Vegas. <laughs> To take on the Raiders. <laughs> so if you're shocked that the Raiders can still make the playoffs, join the club. I was yeah. <laughs> not aware that they still could. Um, but that's partially because I had written off them as getting a loss against the Colts. And they did not. They beat the Colts. And I don't think that win should be overlooked. Because the Colts are a good team. And Jonathan Taylor is a monster and they held him down. They had a defense that held a good old line and Jonathan Taylor down to 20 points. And they beat them. And they're getting Waller back. And we get a Sunday night showdown amidst all the bullshit. Okay, you, te- you think your team has had to put up with bullshit this year? You know, <laughs> Jets fans, Bills fans, Bucks fans with AB. No, no, no. The Raiders have had to deal with so much shit this season i feel horrible for their fans and they could still make the playoffs that stadium is going to be electric and it's not going to be just because there are a bunch of bolts in the stadium that team is literally (laughs) going to be on fire okay i am taking the raiders here i am taking the raiders the chargers have been so 
effing inconsistent. I don't think they deserve to make the playoffs, all right? Come back next year, get your shit together, get it all in a bag, on your backpack, get all your shit, come back <laughs> next year. They lost to the fucking Texans, okay? They got killed, sorry. They got killed by the fucking Texans. I'm going with the Raiders here. I'm taking the Raiders. Yeah, dude. The, the, the Raiders is home dogs. That's 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 where they live. That's where they thrive. Right now, they're a three-point home dog. And this game, I think, actually has the highest total of any game this week. Um, I mean, which makes sense. It's like the most important game. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I am, dude, I'm so fucking psyched for this. I'm not going to fall asleep till like 2 a.m. I'm going to be <laughs> hyped the fuck up. I'm going to need to do like a Benadryl like when this game's about to end so I can actually sleep. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to be up all night. I'm going to be intolerable, insufferable. Emma's going to be so pissed at me for yelling and freaking out the dog. I'm just going to be, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be ready to fucking rumble for this game. Oh, yeah. Going through a fucking wall. I like. I did not think I'd have this opportunity to be so hyped about the Raiders in the final game of the regular season. But here we are. Yeah. I tried and... to do a bit of a hype up there. So I <laughs> <think I'm... laughs> yeah. So uh... I'm looking back through this game. Uh, like it happened earlier in the year where the Chargers kind of handed it to the Raiders. Um, it was not ideal situation. Uh, so like if I were if I were not a Raiders fan, I would probably pick the Chargers. But I'm a Raiders fan and I want them to fucking win. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think unfortunately, like the Raiders situation has not gotten better since this game because they've lost rugs. Um, Hey, Johnny Gruden was still the head coach. Yeah, when uh, when they last played. Now he got Visaccia with the meatballs. You know, yeah, dude, what a guy. <laughs> dude, he's had to deal so much shit as the internet. So coach, much moly. shit. Fucking Rugs gets a DUI and you know manslaughter someone. Another wide receiver gets another DUI. Like the John Gruden situation with the emails. I think they're over it. I'm like, I'm, I am here for the Raiders comeback. Come on, baby. Yeah, dude, me too. The I think the way they get this is on the back of Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Like Char- Chargers run D is vulnerable. Yeah, and you not not to be the uh, like curmudgeon on the ball guy, but the the way that we've seen you know teams kind of beat electric quarterbacks. I guess pun intended. I'll say mm-hmm. is uh like. Playing keep away. So, like, Jacobs and Renfro, you know, just eating up chunks of yardage and keeping the clock going and then putting them in past situations and getting that pass rush going. That was the, that was the reason we picked the Chargers the first time around, I believe, was because, like, the O-line was good enough to hold the pass rush. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping the Raiders pass rush can get there this time. Um, we've seen their secondary really step it up, though. Like, their secondary is playing better now than it was earlier in the year, at least, like, their corners, like, their... Safety and linebacker plays leaves a lot to be desired, but again, sometimes we see the Chargers just Charger. So I know they are getting some of their line back, which is you know, yeah, that is one thing they were missing a couple pieces there. The Chargers, that is, uh, they were missing Slater and Lindsley. I think they'll be back for this game. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, the Raiders secondary has played really well. Uh, I think Casey Hayward will play. He is questionable, but I think he's going to go. Um, I, yeah, I, I think, mean, I think I, he's good to go from what I've seen. Yeah, I'm assuming unless he literally can't walk, they're going to be like, <laughs> you're getting out there. Um, and you know what? Hunter Renfro, is he the most underrated fucking wide receiver in the league? Dude, he's already passed 1,000 yards. He's almost had 100 receptions. So. I was about to look up what his stats were. Yeah. And then uh, I do want to add, we will probably 
be getting Darren Waller back. Hey. Which, the way the Raiders have been playing in his absence has kind of, you know, made me feel, like, excited for his return. Like, they... Dude, the Raiders fucking beat the Cowboys. Can we think about that? We take that we take that for a second and, like, really, <laughs> you know, relish in that. Well, the I Raiders beat the Cowboys. <laughs> so, like, I'm just saying. I think that was the week, though, where they were missing Cooper and Lamb, right? Yeah. But still... They beat the Cowboys. I'll take it. I mean, Dak um, still had almost 400 yards. You know, it wasn't, yeah. in, you know, they still have Gallup and Cedric Wilson and all. Yeah. And they literally also, like we said, just beat the Colts. So. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, if they had just lost to the Colts, you know, and they were in this same position. I don't, I don't said, think they would be in position to be in this position yeah. if they lost to the Colts. But, you know, the fact that they did just do that, I think that's, you know, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. The Colts are a dangerous team. Um, and they're they need to win every game that they can. They started off the season what one and five. Yeah, it was real rough. I just realized that uh, Carr and Herbert are both really close in yardage. Herbert's at forty six thirty one, and Carr is forty six eighteen. Holy crap! Yeah, <laughs> this game could pop off and end up in just like a shootout too. Like I the over under is fifty. It could so that that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean. I think the Raiders probably needed to stay under for it to go, ideally. But I don't know. They, they've been in some shootouts, and getting Waller back is huge. So I'm just excited. Again, it is so it are, have my points been uh, biased towards the Raiders? Yes. Do, uh, I mean, I'll admit it. I want the Raiders to win. I mean, I could give plenty of reasons the Chargers could win, too. But, I, I mean, I don't feel Well, the like other it. thing is we all want the Raiders to win because the Chargers are so inconsistent. I think they can knock out any team in the AFC. I also think they can lose to any team in the AFC. Yeah. Like and that the Chargers. Fuel. Yeah, the Chargers probably should win. They have the best chance to make a run, I think, of these two teams further into the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, any given Sunday. It, that's right. So, yeah, man, I this again, bias pick probably, <laughs> but you know what? I want it. So, We'll take it. We'll take it. No, uh, we're we're all rooting for the Raiders. Even Chiefs fans, I tell you, yeah, one they don't thing, want the fucking Chargers. The, the Chiefs, Chiefs are like, yeah, we can dog on the Raiders. Good, yes. sure, just don't give us the fucking Chargers. The Chiefs do not want the Chargers in the playoffs. Yeah, the Chargers like probably should have beaten the Chiefs the other week, so they just could not get a fourth down conversion. But um, and that's no. why it never hurts to pick against the Chargers because even if they outperform <laughs> them in every statistical category. There is still oh. a very good chance at the end of the game something will happen. <laughs> big big check is uh is Derwin James playing? Um, he was back. Okay, that was my main thing because like that's huge. Yes, like if he if, if he if yeah if he somehow missed it would be like a really big swing actually because mm-hmm. their defense goes to shit without him. But alas, that wraps up our our, our game breakdown. Uh, before we close out, we're gonna talk about uh the awards. So you know the. Rookies of the year, the players of the year, coach of the year, and MVP. So I guess we can start off with rookie. Uh, I think this one is very easy. We agree. <laughs> Offensive rookie of the year, we both have Jamar Chase. Defensive Absolutely. rookie of the year, we both have Micah Parsons. Yep. Yeah. I think that uh, if other situations had gone slightly different ways, you could have made arguments for you know Pat Sertan, mm-hmm. uh, or if J.C. Horn hadn't gotten hurt. I think yeah, he is playing really well Horn too. Was playing really well, you could have made arguments for them. Yeah, those corners were balling out. It's just bad teams, and then some injuries, of course, for Horn. 
Yep, but Offensive Rookie of the Year, it is no doubt in my mind it should be Jamar Chase. There's nobody even close to second. Hey, we're getting that. the hot takes hires. Apparently it's a hot take. Does does everyone want Matt Jones for this? Nah. I think Davis Mills has more of a credence. <laughs> offensive Rookie of the Year quarterback than Mac Jones does. I would love if David Mills just got one vote. Just one vote. Just give him <laughs> one vote. He, he deserves it. He deserves a little vote. Um, <laughs> now, but... Yeah, Jamar Chase deserves it for sure. It was it was fun talking you know talking shit on Mac Jones or that guy in front of us at the game was wearing a, a Vince Wolfork jersey. Yeah, what a fucking oh god! I wanted to push. Him yeah, that's off that's of the, the worst thing is wearing a totally unrelated jersey to a game. <laughs> especially when no, honestly, especially a Pats jersey because everyone fucking hates the Pats. Right? Like, it's not like he was even wearing Pats. a divisional opponent, like something along the lines of if he was wearing a Browns jersey, we know he's at least rooting yeah. for the Chiefs. But he's wearing a Patriots jersey to a Chiefs Bengals game. Like, yeah, get it the was, fuck out. It of was here. at least AFC, I guess. And like, I guess you could say, oh, I'm rooting for the Bengals so the Pats can get the one seed. I think the only thing that could arguably be as bad would be a Cowboys jersey at that game because oh. that would have been totally irrelevant. And it's the Cowboys. Then I would have actually spilled. It. I I did see someone in like an Eagles jersey leaving the stadium, which again probably close to equally irrelevant and dumb. But right. The Pats jersey, again, you know, everyone fucking hates the Pats. So. Now, the only reason I didn't break the guy's neck from behind is because it was a Will Fork jersey. <laughs> yes, and Will Fork, Fork is definitely, like, one of the chill Pats. Yeah, he is one of the likable guys, for sure. I, I, I concur there. Um, but yes, and the defensive work of the year, obviously Micah Parsons. Yeah. He even has the potential bid for defensive player of the year, but I think we have different sights there. Um so offensive player of the year, pretty much the non-quarterback MVP. Right. I think we're pretty much in agreement on Jonathan Taylor. I think it it could come down to two. If yeah. I were, I think this I, week will matter too for sure. Right. I think that the two guys I would vote for would be Jonathan Taylor or Devontae Adams. So I think mm. if you take Devontae or Adams, Cooper Cup, right? I mean, yes, I think he deserves it too. Uh, absolutely. Man, shit, Cup two. Yeah, yeah, Cooper two K Cup. I think if you take Devontae off the Packers, they're not nearly as good of a team. And yeah, Rogers that's the biggest drop off conversation for sure for a, a billion percent. Like it's yeah, as far as like valuable to team, like Devontae is the most valuable to the team of those three. Yeah. So it's, that was a tough one. I think this weekend might push it because I don't think we'll see much from Devontae, but we will see probably pretty big performances from the other two. So Again, this is a tough because it's, you know, this is who do we give it to versus who who gets it, I guess, instead. Right. So, like, who do I give it to? I I, th- I think I liked your case for Devontae there. Like, I think I picked Devontae if we're saying most valuable non-quarterback. But after this week, you know, like, if JT just dongs on the Jags or, like, Cooper Cup goes nuts and helps them secure that, you know, two seed that could, it could change my take. But... Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be Jonathan Taylor who does get it, though, ultimately. Right. And I I think it's totally... Jonathan Taylor has been a monster. He does have a very good O-line, but that is basically their offense. Yeah, he, and he's Taylor. the team. <laughs> <laughs> I am the franchise. Yeah, I, I think he has that uh, in his favor because, like, Cup and Adams both have really good quarterbacks throwing them into the ball, and so that might, you know help JT in any in any sense of because like oh he's the running back so now defensive player of the year this one is a little trickier I think our pick if we are given votes is Aaron Donald at least for yep. me 
Yep. Yeah. Agreed. I, I the stats, how he's done against double teams, how much of an impact he has destroying the interior of every line is it, it's literally never been done and can't be replicated. And he's done it for three years in a row. Um, if you take Aaron Donald off the Rams, they're not nearly as good of a team. Plain, uh, yeah, plain and sure. simple. Yeah, his like win rate against double teams is fucking bonkers. <laughs> and the fact that he's like a defensive tackle and doing all that too. Is, it's yeah. nuts. I've never seen a D tackle do what he does, ever. I always thought they were just run stoppers. I watched, I mean, one of my favorite players was Snacks, Damon Harrison. Mm-hmm. That dude got like 10 sacks in his career. Because he was just a perennial plug, stop the run, dominant. He get tackles for loss all the time. But mm-hmm. actually getting sacks like this is insane. He has yeah. 12 and a it's half. Dummy. It's so dumb, dude. It's wild. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. Aaron Donald's our pick. But it as far will as most gets likely, it, yeah, go to yeah. TJ. Yeah, probably. Assuming he breaks the sack record this uh, yeah. weekend, which is likely given he only needs one. It's like, hey, it's not impossible. Yeah, he's one that he to doesn't. tie, right. one and one a half to right. break. Yeah, I would if, give it to Aaron he, Donald, but yeah, if he doesn't get the sack record, I think we could get Aaron Donald with it. But yeah, I would be almost surprised if he didn't break the sack record at this point against the Baltimore line, as we mentioned. Yeah, but coach of the year. I th- okay, so coach of the year. I think you can make a case for a lot of coaches. Yeah, I'm I ha- looking I- through it. I hate to say it, but I think you could make the argument for Bill Belichick. Not even make the argument. Yeah. I think he should be in the argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can make, quite frankly, a case for Zach Taylor. Yep. And the jump that you've seen with the Bengals. Um, I think you could make a case uh, for a number of teams. Uh, but if I had to really pick one, I think, and I hate to say it, Mike Mike Vrabel, yeah. <laughs> Mike Vrabel really should be the coach of the year. The fact that they're in the one seed, I know their schedule hasn't been amazing, but they have lost so many players. They have started more people on their roster than any other team in history mm-hmm. because of just how decimated they've been. They lost Eric Henry. They lost A.J. Brown. Their line's beat up. Uh, like The fact that they are in the one seed is truly incredible. They're starting Westbrook, Ikine, wide receiver some weeks josh reynolds is now a lion you i like i i it, ha, it has to be variable yeah i agree like and listen ryan tannell's been solid but like it's not like they've got a you know top tier quarterback too no yeah they don't they don't have yeah, a, i'm not trying to shit on ryan tannell i'm just saying like it's not like they're working with you know like it's, it's not like it's like cliff with kyler murray because i'm like i'm like oh the cardinal had a good turnaround but i'm like wait they have kyler murray so right and, like, even, like, you know, Joe Burrow and Chase. Like, Tennessee doesn't have that even. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I, I do think Zach Taylor for sure is in the running on that. I do want to give a nod to Nick Sirianni, though. Hey, I agree. The Eagles being 9-7 and seven in playoff bound was not at all remotely what I'd picture for them. <laughs> so, and I, honestly, if the Saints make the playoffs, I think you could also make an argument for Peyton, too. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, I, honestly, like, I, th- I think Sirianni is probably like my second pick after Rabel. As weird as that is, like they have no business being a playoff team. So the I I've forgotten, 
and learned and forgotten, learned and forgotten this guy's name so many times. But the Eagles defensive coordinator um, has been absolutely incredible this year. And he kind of came out of nowhere. I think it's Jonathan Gannon. Gotcha. Um, He had pretty much nothing to his name. And so I really didn't know a whole lot about him, but I expected the Eagles defense to be bad because it mm-hmm. has been bad the past few years. Uh, he has bit, done a phenomenal job. I want to say he came over with Sirianni from the... Hmm. He was one of the Colts coaches. Gotcha. Um, I'll see if I can find him and what, what? he did beforehand. Yeah. While you're looking that up, I do want to say I don't think LaFleur will get it because he has Rodgers, but... I do want to give a nod to how good of a coach LaFleur has actually been and like how good his record's been. Yeah, 39 wins in three years is very good. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's been absurd. They, haven't they had like three straight 13-win seasons or whatever now? Yeah. Yep. It's so. almost like they can't give it to him because he never had a dip. Yeah. It's like, like well, he didn't improve much from yeah, last it's, it, year. <laughs> coach of the year is like partially come back in a way. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, did you what did you do with a shit team kind of thing? Right, which is why Vrabel, Zach Taylor, you know, even Sirianni, because you kind of take that in with the Eagles, how they were last year. The turnaround is yeah, very that's big. a large part of it. Like the Packers stayed really good, and they're probably there's probably still outperforming where they should be too, but doesn't get as much love, and they got Rodgers. So yeah, it's that's a fun one to talk about. I love yeah. doing the coach of the year because there's always you know there's always a few candidates, and there's always a few that feel like they get snubbed. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't feel like uh, if Rabel won it, I wouldn't feel like he didn't deserve that. No, exactly. I, I'm with you there. But so MVP, I, I guess. I, how, did you find? Did you find the dude you're looking for? Jonathan or, Gannon. Yeah, Gannon. Okay. He was an he was just an assistant coach with the Colts. He really gotcha. did not have much to his name, um, but I think he has done a outstanding job. I, yeah, I concur. So MVP. I guess, nice segue from Rodgers. Is Rodgers your MVP, or is it someone else? My MVP is Joe Burrow. Hmm. And mine is a little bit more nitpicky, but basically the difference is play call. I think that the way the Bengals started off the year play calling and how they're finishing the year is very, very, very different. Um, they, uh, they were one of the worst teams at throwing early for the first eight weeks of the year. Burrow's stats pretty much have all had to come in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. He is simultaneously, this is what I this is why I think he should be MVP. He is simultaneously the most aggressive and accurate at his position. That is a very difficult thing to do. He has the most touchdowns of 30 plus yards um while also not turning the ball over and throwing for a shit ton of the mm-hmm. I, I I'm totally game with Rodgers winning it. And I like, I think he is phenomenal and that Rodgers is totally deserving of it as well. But I think if you take Burrow out of the Bengals, they're toast. And I know if you take Rodgers off of the Packers, they're also toast. But I think they're less toast. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough thing. I know we talked about like re- replacement level of like Carr and then we threw in like Wentz as like a different type. But yeah, it's it's a tough pick between those two. And like, I, I also want to toss in Dak. But I don't think he'll get much consideration. Mm-hmm. But Dak's also been really good this year, too. Dak has been very good. Like Dak's um, probably my third place pick. 
Yeah, also, I think that's fair. Earlier when I was talking about Cardinals, did I say that the Cowboys won or the Cardinals won? Because the Cardinals won, I don't know what I said, and I might have been talking about the wrong thing for a while. But the Cardinals beat the Cowboys last week. So I might have been saying the entirely wrong thing, getting it mixed up with the Cardinals oh, and their winning. Okay, yeah. I knew what you meant, though. Yeah, because the, the Car- so if the Cardinals and Cowboys both win and the Rams lose, the Rams pass the... So the Cardinals pass the Cowboys. That's probably what we were seeing in the in the playoff thing that I was mixing up. So my bad. Okay, so I found the post that is sort of my Burrow should win it thing. Burrow is the league leader among qualified passers with a 70.4 completion percentage, which is he's probably sitting next mm. week. So it's pretty much sitting right there. But he is also simultaneously the most aggressive quarterback. Aggressiveness is referring to the number of passing attempts a quarterback makes that are into tight coverage, where the defender is within a yard of the receiver. Burrow leads the league with a 19.2% of his passes being thrown into small windows. Um, the fault, like, after that, it's Tua, Ben, Brissett, Heineke, and a bunch of other guys. So, basically, yeah. everyone else is also going for that and stinking at it. Mm-hmm. The only other quarterbacks that possess a passer rating above 90 are, like, Rodgers and Burrow. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like... I know that Rodgers has only thrown four interceptions, and it's fucking amazing. And that, yeah. like, that's why I won't be upset if he wins MVP. But the sheer fact that Burrow is throwing into tight coverage, not throwing picks now, actually passing, making these ridiculous catches, being aggressive, and winning games where they're not guaranteed victory. I have felt all year... Like the like the Rogers Packers haven't really been challenged that much, and I know that's kind of shitty to knock that mm-hmm. against Rogers because that's not his fault. But I feel like Burrow and his receivers have won more games because of Burrow, if that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, yeah, I guess I have to go through and see like the Packers games. Like you know, if they didn't have Rogers, would they like they probably lose to the Ravens without Rogers? I would say. Probably lose to the Rams without Rodgers. Mm-hmm. They didn't have Rodgers against the Chiefs, and they lost. They probably lose to the Cardinals without Rodgers. <laughs> the Bengals, yeah, they probably lose to the Bengals without Rodgers. Like, yeah. I'm looking through. The Niners won, yeah. Like, there were a lot of close games that, like, Rodgers was for sure the, you know, the driving force behind. But, like, I'm sure we can say the same about the Bengals, though. Like, especially this past week. Like, and I'm like, I don't want to, like, go full into reason. Like, it's a tough thing, too, because, like, where Burrow got a lot of his stats in a lot of part of the season, we also had... A chunk of the season where he wasn't like you know doing a ton he was still really good the thing the thing with burrow though is like even if the yardage wasn't always there he was really like efficient i guess the best way to put it like he had i don't know if he's had like a game have i think he might have had like one game with so yeah the first one two three four five six seven like the first eight or nine weeks he uh the first eight weeks he did not dip below two touchdowns in a game and then there was that streak, like the Cleveland game, the Raiders game, Pittsburgh, and the Chargers really had like three total in those four games. And then he, you know, they had that loss to San Fran OT, um, the Denver win, of course. And then the last two games where he lit it up. And so, like, part of me is like, where he's obviously been very good regardless. Like, there is definitely some, like, you know, recency bias coming in where, like, he's had, he has had these two amazing games. Oh, yes. And that's gotten him into the conversation. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know if that should leapfrog him in the conversation. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And I think that's why Rodgers will ultimately win it. But I do think that Burrow deserves to be in the conversation. Yeah. 
As far and as I think who he will I think be. is tough. Yeah. Like, yeah, Burrow has way more yardage, but I, I always kind of, like, I don't think... Yeah, I don't care more. much about the yardage. Yeah. I care more about the fact that he slaughtered the Ravens, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I care more about that, you know, the, the play calling wasn't in his favor for a good stretch of the season. And mm-hmm. then it hasn't really been until, like, week 13 or so that they've... Or week... After their bye week, which was 10, they actually started really slinging the ball. Mm-hmm. I like that he's made mistakes and thrown picks and I've seen him throw way less picks as the season went on and change things up and allow him to just keep throwing it because he might throw a pick or two but he's also going to give your team the best chance. Yeah. And I, I was looking through Rodgers like he, he Rodgers has been really fucking hot lately too. The numbers just haven't been as gaudy. I almost think that Rodgers suffers from making team, it look too yeah. easy syndrome. Because yeah. he's literally a, just like he is so good that you're just like, well, he's not really doing much because it looks so easy. Mm-hmm. He is. He is doing a lot. If I could yeah. give co-MVPs. Yeah, honestly, would... like, I would be totally fine with him splitting it. I'm kind of torn on who to pick here. Because, um, like, if Burrow doesn't win it, they better give him comeback player of the year. And then if Burrow wins it, Dak will get comeback player. Right. So. But alas, MVP race is pretty tight. And I am curious if, like, playoff stuff will will influence it, even though it shouldn't. So, we'll see. They say it doesn't, but I think... But it does. It could a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it usually does with the voters. That's why, like, I don't like how, like, when they vote. But, yeah. Right. Because they're not going to vote a couple weeks. Probably, like, mm-hmm. the championship games, right? Uh, I think so. I think it comes out, like... I can't remember if it comes out before or after the Super Bowl. But I, I know the votes are before the Super Bowl, but I don't know if we know how it ends up before the Super Bowl or not. I don't remember exactly, but... Last year, we they announced it during the Super Bowl. Like, gotcha. Right. Okay, so... Yep, that's about one we'll know. But... <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I do expect us to be back to preview some playoff matchups. You know, those are always nice because, you know, we can kind of knock those out quicker. Um, <laughs> but it makes it, it makes it easier to get some reviews and previews in if, if we're able to time it up right. But you can find us on Twitter at mozzie and muscle hopefully we will have tweeted cooper to like Coop, sorry, cooper 2k upp by then <laughs> and then um cooper 2K, yep yep <laughs> and then our website is mozzie and the muscle.com so we will be back uh i think next week yeah probably next week uh to preview some playoff games i can't wait oh yeah go raiders hey go raiders